You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue our ongoing coverage of Survivor Season 35: Heroes, Healers vs. Hustlers. And I say ongoing in the loosest term possible. Obviously, ongoing generally means a regular thing, and. Uh, it's been about two weeks since we've actually done one of these, and we'll explain some reasons behind that and uh, update you on some situations going on with this throughout this episode. But we're back. We're here to cover a couple of episodes when it comes to uh, Survivor Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, episodes eight and nine, to be exactly precise. And uh, I myself have been away from some time for these, because the last time we did one of these, I was off somewhere else, and I had to get people to cover it. But one of those people that helped cover that is here joining me now today to talk this, and probably the first time I've actually been alone on an episode with this person in forever. I can't even remember the last time I would have been alone on uh, an episode with this person, so I don't know how this will turn out. I'm sure it's going to be the best episode I've ever done, because there's probably a reason why, because with this much awesomeness, uh, it never sort of blows people's ears up. Anyway, my name's Ben, uh, but uh, Anthony Rossi, Rossi, uh, welcome back to the Oz Network. Um, it's not Rossi, it's RC. Hello. Oh, I'm hi, RC. RC. Here to recap this episode. <laughs> yes. I, I forgot. I forgot. I, I, I thought you kind of just didn't show up last week, but um, one week's better, you know, late than never. So um, how are you, RC? It's been a while since we've had you on this show. You know, it's good. I should be on this season. You should be. Yes. I mean, what would you be? A hero, a healer, or a hustler? I think you've got a, you've got a bit of both or all three parts of you, don't you? I'm not too sure. Uh, probably the hustler is where I <laughs> strongly associate. Yes, I thought so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you're here, RC, and uh, I'm sure Rossi also might chime in every now and then too. Um, but yeah, it's it's been um, it's been an interesting ride this season with us with covering this show, which I guess we kind of started from. But uh, again, we'll probably do some updates of that towards the end. Uh, we've got a few sort of listener questions that touch on that. But uh, eight and nine episodes. I mean, eight considering and I'm the uh, Mm. The most frequent recapper this season. You you pretty much are. <laughs> you, you're trumping Billy Garcia. Uh, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> come on, Billy, get your game up. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I actually noticed on Billy's like uh, social media profiles now, he actually adds to it podcaster. So I think he's just such a frequent guest now that he may as well just consider himself a podcaster. So um, good on you, Billy. Um, but yes, thank you for being the most frequent guest this season, Rossi. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have that. Um, the last two episodes were pretty decent, weren't they? I mean, I don't know really where to begin. We had lots of votes. We had hidden idols. We had plates of pasta with clues on it. We had everybody's beloved coal going. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's been a fun two weeks. <laughs> well, I would agree with you on the first ep- the first of the two. I actually enjoyed that one a lot. But I really was down on this last one, so. But I'm sure we'll get into that later. But it was mm. not a good episode from my point of view. It was because usually isn't the Thanksgiving week? Isn't that the week they generally do the double episode, which I believe is next week? So I mean, that's what they've done the last couple of years from memory. Because they used to do the recap episode on Thanksgiving, didn't they? But now it's sort of. I always felt that was the double episode week. I have no idea. Mm, it definitely so, it definitely was last yes. year. <laughs> well, I remember it definitely was last year, because I remember when I was in Nebraska at John Carroll's house watching two episodes back-to-back. So I definitely remember at least last year it was. Um, but, yeah, we'll just go along and pretend that I'm right, because I don't actually really have the research to back all that up. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously touch on last week, first of all, because, um, yeah, I agree. Last week's was a better episode. Um, I mean, I guess we can start off with Lauren's advantage, because you and I were just talking about this off-air, about the fact that was this something that she, if she played it at that tribal council, did she have to play it the next vote? But according to what I've just read here, um, she can play this at her choice. And I, I, was, I remember like listening to you guys the other week when sort of it was you, Kristen, Noah, Colin, and you were talking about these advantages and things like that, and... I was reading an article, um, I think it might have been maybe Dalton's article and his sort of viewpoint about a week or so ago and how he was kind of lamenting the fact that these advantages are just losing their, their meaning in this game if you have a new one every week um, and sort of it's not the same if you kind of spread them out a little bit. Um, I mean, I like advantages. I kind of, I'm not one of these people who are completely against them. A lot of fans obviously really despise them. And I kind of see the point of like, if you have them every week, it's sort of, you know, it's maybe taking the power away from them. But I don't know. I, I still feel that you've got a game that is in its 35th season. We're approaching 20 years of this damn show. And you've got to kind of, you know, change it up as much as it can. And I, I'm never one of these people, I think similar to what Colin might have been saying a couple of weeks ago, that it's just... You know, it's it's part of the game. You've got to develop it. You can't have the same game that you had in Borneo, whether you like it or not. So, I don't know. It's kind of the game we got to. It's sort of we're used to this now, and I, I don't see sort of a huge deal with it. I mean, what 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 do you think on kind of constant advantages? I know you sort of touched on this a little bit last week or two weeks ago, but and I guess Lauren's weird sort of advantage because they, they're trying to come up with sort of these new ones along the way, which kind of are very interesting. Well, I think that the desire to do them is to make the game faster, more intense, more like you got to be reactive and adaptive as you play. But weirdly enough, this season is giving me such an old school vibe, especially considering that the Alliance is like, we're going to be the Alliance until seven. Mm -hmm. And not one person has said outside of that. I mean, obviously I'm not going to get into the Alliance itself, but just like the school, the season is feeling such old school that I feel like these twists are having not the effect that they wanted to have. Like, everyone's talking such a fast game in a big game, but, like, no one's actually doing anything that would suggest, you know, new school, like, well, we got to go against Ryan because he's got this idol now. Or, you know, we got to go against Chrissy because she's talking to everyone or something like that. It's not like that. It's like, well, the outside's got to go, and then the then we go. And it's feeling really weird to have all these twists and then slow gameplay. It's It's weird to have them combine. It's a very good point, actually, you make that. And, I mean, one thing that I'm really liking about this season is I feel it's a very character-driven season and that, yeah, like, the gameplay necessarily isn't taking over this game. And, I mean, I agree completely with what you're saying. And I think kind of I see a lot of people criticising this season they're saying it's boring and they're just kind of they're not liking the fact that there's not gameplay. But, I mean, I fell in love with this season from the, the get-go because I just love this cast. And I think it's just such a fun cast with everybody that's kind of on this season. But yeah, now that you kind of point that out, I think it's a very good point because it's kind of, you know, sort of we're on the ropes of a pagoing here in many ways of the healers, um, you know, with only two left now. And I think, again, and I apologize if I'm giving credit to the wrong person from the show a couple of weeks ago. I'm pretty sure it was Colin who said that kind of we, we are in sort of this phase of survival where alliances aren't really a thing anymore. We've kind of always got these voting blocks. It's kind of what post-Cambodia, it's kind of turned into the voting block show with no real solid alliances moving forward, which this season kind of is flipping that on its head with this alliance of seven. Because when would have the last time we had of, would have had a, a strong alliance that kind of stayed true? I mean, Worlds Apart sort of had one, but, you know, obviously Mike sort of threw a spanner in that and kind of they just had to take people out just because of Mike kept winning immunity. But, 
I mean, when would have we last had an actual solid alliance that kind of stayed true for a long time? Karen Mullen? I mean, Blood vs. Water kind of had one. I was going to say One World, but... Yeah. Um, It's kind of... There's a few sort of loose examples there, but I'm just... Yeah, I mean, One World kind of had that from the very beginning, didn't it? And sort of the other examples kind of were formed sort of at a certain point and... Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since we've really had an actual solid alliance, I feel, that's worked and gone a long way. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, Australian Survivor, you know, <laughs> we sort of had that last year. Um, but, you know, that's another story. But do you do you like it? Do you like it when we kind of have these voting blocks? Or I mean, you're sort of saying about this old school. I mean, are you sort of enjoying that aspect of this, that we do sort of really have a solid alliance of seven and that kind of you are getting these old school vibes with that? I don't know. Just because this last episode felt like, for me, the last episode, the most recent one was the biggest like cock tease ever <laughs> because they were selling this whole thing about Brian going home like throughout the whole episode. Like, Brian's got the idol, Ben's talking to Devin, and Devin's like, well, I don't know about Ryan. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, obviously it's going to be Cole or Joe. And it's like, what? The story yeah. is not matching like what I'm seeing. So in a sense, I'm liking it because it's new. Like it's something we haven't seen in like, I don't know, forever. Because mm. last season they were standing up whispering at tribal council, and now they're <laughs> like, "This is the alliance. I'm gonna have my moral compass, and I'm not gonna break my, you know, rules and my guidelines about it." And it's like, it's it's like a right now it stands alone as a weird season. So we'll have to see how we how it plays out. But it's a weird season. And it's and the thing is, like as you were saying, with that they're so open with it. It's it's kind of not like they're trying to hide it, is it? It's it's very old school in the fact that everybody sort of knows. And I mean, look, I was a person who, I mean, I can see why people didn't like pagongings, uh, because you know it obviously got quite you know you could you could predict what's going to happen. But there was always an element of pagongings that I slightly enjoyed. I don't know, I was weird that way. That sort of in those early days of Survivor, I sort of liked that. Um, and, you know, I, again, I can see the frustration involved with people knowing who's going to go and their favourites can't really change it up. But, I mean, sort of even sort of with the tease we've got for, for next week, kind of, you know, oh, when the Alliance of Seven crumbles, you know, everyone's talking, everyone's talking. And I feel like that kind of, as you were mentioning, you know, bit of a cock tease. But, I mean, who knows? This is, again, modern Survivor. It, it could sort of change on a hat. But, um, I mean, I, I particularly like last week sort of when um, when Joe's in Tribal Council just, like, calling out Ben and kind of... Even his, like, interesting play when he's walking around saying, like, you're going around saying that you're a Marine and you're doing this and you're doing that. And he's like, I never said that, I never said that. Like, I don't know. There's just... I mean, I'm, I'm so entertained by Joe. I, I, I love this man. I, I just really enjoy watching him play. And, yeah, he's definitely probably not the greatest player of Survivor of all time, and I think his social game's completely terrible. But, I don't know, there's just something about him, the way he goes about it. It's so Tony-esque, but not quite as, I don't know, crafted and polished as Tony, I feel. But uh, were you one of the ones who was against Joe a few weeks ago? I can't remember. I should have really written written this down. (laughs) Yes, I, I had the famous quote as, fuck Joe. Yes, that's right, of course. You were the fuck Joe guy, absolutely. So no no Joe no Joe love for me no no Joe love no Joe love um no Joga no that was different Joe um but <laughs> I, I mean he was kind of quiet this week I felt for that Joe yeah that Joe oh, no no God no I mean he was I mean he's quiet in the aspect except that you know we got sassy Ashley this week with Joe and I'm glad that you, I mean you're clearly an Ashley fan I'm an Ashley fan no one stood up for Ashley a couple of weeks ago I love Ashley 
And, I mean, was this her best episode yet, besides, what, episode one, where she's standing there looking at JP's junk? Um, like She's kind of had a quiet run, old Ashley, but, you know, sassy Ashley this week. We love Ashley. Ashley's quite interesting. Um, I think she's been pretty good throughout the season. Like, she's been there when she needs to be, but she's been quiet when she doesn't have to be. And normally, I don't talk about this, but, like, I've been following Edgic this season, like it normally normally I don't pay attention to it, but this season I like kind of gotten into it. And Ashley's been like the most dynamic player in the fact that she's always shown in such a positive light and interestingly shown. So like a lot of people assume she's gonna go very far because she's got this like roller coaster of a ride, like been up, been down, been everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of see that. And I think that this episode is just kind of she I think she's gonna get a lot more screen time as we move forward. Unlike JP, who's going to get less Who? screen time. Who? Like, what, there's a JP? Like, <laughs> I, I just want to point out, too, that I'm, I'm a bit of a JP fan, but I want to talk about him separately just because he's just an enigma in Survivor, I feel, at this point. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting with Ashley because I, I definitely see that because you can kind of, like, you look at some of the winners we've had in the last, what, like, five to ten seasons who maybe, you know, if you look, if you're reading the edit and stuff like that, like, you know, I always think of Natalie and Samoan Del Sur, who kind of, I always still stand by the fact that she was just so invisible and kind of played so late. Then obviously, you know, Michelle, I mean, I'm kind of in the midst of a rewatch of Rong right now and sort of, you know, just before the merge, you, do, you just don't see her. Like, I think she's like in one episode where she says something and then kind of, she just goes away. Um, and it's like, I keep watching this season. Like, how did she win this game? Um, I mean, I might be still be asking that at the end of it. I don't actually know. Uh, I don't really remember too much of Rong, but, um, yeah, I mean, she is it in, what did, uh, was it Joe who said like, oh, enjoy being dragged to the end of a, as a goat, like just going on with that, just the way he's like ripping into her. But, um, you know, it's kind of like a slow, steady edit, do you feel? Do you, I mean, you, you think that Ashley can win this game? Um, win? Maybe not so much, depending on how she plays the rest of it. But I think that she's like, it's tough because a lot of the people may not have seen her like strongest game, which was at that post um, swap tribe with Devin. I think that she really did a lot there with trying to work with Desi and trying to keep Devin and Alan aligned and everything. So I think that was her strongest game. And only, I don't know if, People like Joe are going to respect her at the if he's on the well he's going to be on the jury at this get, let's get that out of the way but like I don't know if people are going to corral to vote for her I could see Devin and Desi but maybe not too many others voting for her. Hmm. I mean, it's interesting, kind of like the the discussion, obviously that the the healers were sort of mentioning in sort of their defense of trying to break this seven was that once the healers are gone and you've got a seven, you're going to have four heroes and three hustlers. Which, I mean, is a very valid point, but I mean, kind of as you obviously raised there, though, that um, it's sort of a case of, you know, you do have some of these connections through through the tribes. And um, I think it what was it Ashley, a tribal, who then stood up and said, or um, correct me who it was, who sort of said like, well, yeah, but we're making relationships outside of those original um, tribes. Uh, so, you know, it's not necessarily that. And kind of Propes had his, his nod. He was like, yeah, you, you tell him. Um, but it was sort of, it was interesting how that was there. But I mean, even if you kind of sort of go very back to sort of those beginnings, I mean, Ben, JP, Chrissy, uh, and Ashley all sort of got along very well back on the, on the Heroes Tribe. You know, throw Devin into the mix, gets along well there with Ashley. You know, Lauren gets along there with Ben. It's kind of like, um, you know, 
it's it's kind of interesting to see the dynamics and the split, whether or not it would go back to old tribal lines or whether or not these sort of extra ones there are going to kind of split up. I mean, you know, I guess we're kind of jumping ahead here and talking about this seven. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it is it's just... It's fascinating, this the way this game is, is sitting at the moment, which is, again, kind of playing think, into my point. I don't yeah. get why people aren't liking this season. Go ahead. I think that they're... The edit is really interesting, too, because I feel like they're doing so much of the end game, like, early on. Like, they're setting the sprinklings of all these different relationships that are going to have to play out. Like, Ben and Chrissy, Chrissy and Ryan, Ryan and Devin, Devin and Ashley, Ashley and Ben, Ben and Lauren, Lauren and Ryan. And, like, all these things that are going to probably play out at 7. So I feel like we're going to get Mike and Joe out of here, and then the game is going to really ramp up, and we're going to see who's with who. Does Ben truly stay with Lauren? Does he blab about her secret? Like, what's going to happen with all these different things that we've been laying out throughout the whole time? And Ashley's comment about relationships and, you know, Chrissy and having all these confessionals about so-and-so and so-and-so and and Ben saying, well, I'm not going to tell your secret. I won't tell your secret, but then I'll tell your secret. And it's (laughs) like all these kinds of cross-relationships. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're, not wrong. you're not wrong, and, and kind of that's making me think that maybe they're putting this double episode up next week because it's just going to be like, bye Joe, bye Mike, done, uh, and then we kind of like, we're on that home stretch of what about three episodes left where it's just going to be about this seven, because, I mean, this is what, the thing is, and like, I'm, I'm, I, I 100% do not know any spoilers on this season, I mean, I lied last season, I said I didn't, and I did, but like, this season, I, I swear, I do not know any spoilers. The only one that I was kind of interested in, I think it was John Kierhofer said about the final challenge how he said it was kind of like one of the best ones he's ever seen. And I think it was Probst might have sort of alluded to in an interview that the end of this game is just incredible. Um, and a lot of people have kind of thought that maybe we have a tie at Final Tribal Council. I know a few sort of whispers have kind of been out there as maybe that's why last season uh, at the at the reunion sort of Probst dropped that hint of what we would do at a tie. Um, there sort of was the whisper that that's why he did it, which is a is a valid point. But again, I don't know if that's the case or not. But I just feel that this is going to really get ramped up. And like what you were just saying there, like, I mean, that's this is where I feel people need to realise what this game is at and where we're at right now. That sure, we're getting a seven. Sure, maybe we've got a few stale episodes. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't see how this season isn't going to like have some really juicy points moving forward with those relationships that you were just touching on there. I mean, I think that it just really depends how willing these people are willing to play. Like, I've definitely given Ben a rough time. Like, at least, no, not verbally, but I've been thinking, like, Ben's probably just going to be the very, like, Kelly Wigglesworth type of player who's like, I'm just going to stick to my alliances and work at the challenges. But he seems to be thinking and breaking that mold. So it depends on how far they're willing to think ahead and play and, you know, break this moral compass that they have. Yeah, I mean, it's all these interests, like that bit where sort of Ben's talking to Devin and, you know, we've had Ryan tell both of them and just, you know, sort of Devin's reaction to that and just kind of, yeah, like little things like that that are sort of, and this is the thing with, um you know, we, we talk so much about Australian Survivor and this is why, again, I will always say US Survivor is always going to be 100% better than Australian Survivor no matter what people say about the couple of Australian Survivor seasons we've had, is that any US season Survivor is so perfectly crafted with its edit. If you rewatch this season in six months' time, you're going to see these scenes, know who wins, know how it plays out, and know that every little nugget that is placed in front of you is to tell the story, a complete story. Whereas Australian Survivor, to me, I find they have too much random stuff in the middle that doesn't necessarily fit in. And they're still working that out. Obviously, they're still kind of coming back and working that out. So these are just little things to me that if you're watching these scenes, and anybody who's watched Survivor since day one knows this, this isn't a new thing that I'm trying to point out. 
but it's just this is my sort of like argument against people saying Australian Survivor is better than US Survivor now, and I think that's completely not true. Um, but anyway, off that topic. But so last week, um, I just wanted to talk about the the reward kind of with the pasta, um, which was sort of like a unique take on it. I, I like the whole idea of. Um, you know, you do it in an order and you kind of, you decide how much you want to eat. It reminds me of sort of like, you know, the days of like Guatemala and All Stars when they got like a different sized plate and you, the one person chose the order of it. Um, you know, like Jamie giving up his, like, I'll have the worst one and you can all have the better ones and, you know, just things like that. And Sheanne complaining about a rice or whatever she had. Um, I mean, slightly different here, obviously, with the order of it and sort of eating the pasta. But I thought it was very clever that they had this clue on the actual underneath of underneath side of the plate and then just everybody going out of their way to like put the cloth over it and all this sort of stuff and was 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 i imagining this i can't remember if jp was on this reward and he just didn't see it or who was it who didn't see it, it was a cole one one of the our beloved sort of intelligent guys that just kind of ignored the fact that there was something here am i making this up or i swear one of them was on this reward it was the it was the first two um devon and JP, yeah. it's just the way that the pasta worked. They didn't really get a chance to look at it at all just because it was so stacked so high that there yep. was hardly any chance that those first two or three people, depending on how they ate, wouldn't have seen it at all. Mm-hmm. Good old JP just sitting there chilling, just being nice about life. Like, I really love pasta. It's the nicest thing in the world. Tra-la-la-la-la. And off he goes, just like into obscurity. Uh, <laughs> does he even know he's on Survivor? <laughs> like, Does he know where he is? Well, Jeff Probst acknowledges him sometimes. Yeah. He's just sitting at tribal council, you know, Joe, Cole, Chrissy, hi, JP. Ashley like, just waves at him, you know, and he just nods and smiles. Um, <laughs> I just want him to go to the well, final Jeff, tribal Jeff was just have fun. JP. Jeff was loving JP at that um, tribal council when it was between him and Allie. He was like, well, your strategy is very subtle and very quiet. <laughs> I love it, and it's like what? Uh, was it the uh, the challenge this week where he like dived underwater, didn't take a breath, and yeah, he do- he does kind of like him actually because he's like JP, what a moment, and everybody's kind of just like yeah, well that was pretty cool, like the one JP man. He only likes him because it's JP Jeff Probst. Like it's just he's got his initials. That's clearly what it is. <laughs> oh my no God. one's vote- talked about voting him out either. So. You could literally... Imagine if JP wins this game. We're all just going to be sitting here at the end going, wow, what happened? Like, what happened? I mean, he would be the worst winner of Survivor. Let's all be honest, unless he does something just completely amazing at the end. But, um... I mean, you can't not not like JP just because he's kind of... I feel like he's going to go down kind of like as the male Purple Kelly moving forward as just Mr. Invisible and kind of just there, um, you know, and just... (laughs) He's so nice, though. Like, whenever he talks, he just has not a bad bone in this guy's body. He just legitimately cannot say anything bad about anyone. Um, so, like, he's just... Oh, that one confessional that he had a couple of weeks ago when it was kind of like cocky JP. Like, yeah, the tribe really needs me. There's no way they're voting me out. You know, I'm the strongest in this tribe. It's like, oh, JP. No, you're not. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, he had his pasta, and then we obviously had all the fighting going on. Do you like it when they kind of do, like, interesting ways of showing the clue here? Because, you know, again, it's sort of we've had a few times this season with it on the tree, and this time around it's on a plate of pasta. I just think it's it's interesting. It's fun. It, it changes the game up a little bit and creates all this tension. And then was it Ryan who, like, threw the plate in the jungle and buried it? 
So, you know, I don't know. I just, I like the way they do it. I was a little annoyed. I was annoyed when they, Jeff was telling me, like, telling us that this was the way they were going to do it. I was like, the rewards are like the strategy talk time, not the, like, you know, it's like the time where you're like, okay, this is, we're going to sit down, we're going to form an alliance right now, we're going to talk about voting out, you know, so and so next episode, next at the tribal council or whatever. And I was like, they're just messing with the rewards because they can. But I think it played out better than I had envisioned. Like, I think it was better. Um, and I love that it turned into such drama for finding the idol. And yeah. Chrissy's there on the beach talking to Ryan's like, did you find it? <laughs> Ryan's like, yeah, I saw it. And they're like, and Cole, even Cole, if Cole can catch on to what you're doing, like you're being too obnoxious. <laughs> oh, Cole. And this, I love, I love Cole's reaction when they're digging under the thing and Ryan just shoved it down his pants and they're all just like straight away, like Cole's got the idol, Cole's got the idol. And he's all like, yeah, I got it. And he's just, like, so dumbfounded of what to do. He's just got this, like, derp face. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I've got the idol. Taylor, maybe I do. I do. And then he's, like, in his confessional and he's all like, yeah, I didn't really know what to say in that moment. <laughs> oh, Cole. What a guy. And then we have Joe digging at the same spot next episode. <laughs> This is why I love this season because it's just got so many like random moments that like I feel like when Mario Lanza eventually does Funny One One Five Part Four that this season is going to have so many in it because it's just this is the thing it's such a character season and so many of these characters just have like these most random little things about them that are just hilarious that I I just I really feel that this season is over time also just going to get a bit of a cult following to do with it just because there's just so much fun with this like we're talking about JP you know Derpy Cole like. Joe just like randomly going on he's not even hiding it like the thing is like the comparisons with him and Tony are obviously are so much there but the difference is is like Tony was sometimes subtle at least with about like finding items like sometimes I'm saying but like Joe just has no shame Joe's like on the reward like going oh I'm just searching for the clue lifting like cushions and just doing everything that he can whereas like you know Tony at least has some subtlety about some of his game um, but this season is just so entertaining. It's just, I don't know, even Ryan, just like, when he's telling people he's got the idol, so the idol's down my pants, and they're just like, oh my god, yes, it's so good. Like, what? It's so funny. I never <laughs> thought that, like, well, I was like, Ryan's like, well, I have the idol in my, it's in my pants right now. And I was like, did he take it out? Has he been wearing it for the last three days? <laughs> I was like, so put off. I was like, what is he do? You can hide it, like... <laughs> Jeff's going to get it when weird. he plays it. It's like, ew, this smells. <laughs> what did you do with this idol? Oh, uh, was it, was it, wasn't it Adam from Millennials who was like, sorry, Jeff, it's been in my crotch or something yeah. like that? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, but, but it's he, been in Ryan's pants for days. Yeah, that, that stuff's got some like stuff getting a bit funky down there. Um, but even just like Mike kind of... I loved it at Tribal this week, like, cocky Mike, you know, like, standing up, like, you know, and just everybody's like, are you digging your own hole there, Mike? And it's kind of, there's a level of trying to, like, get people to vote for you because you want to play your idol and be all like, yeah. But there's also, like, going too far. I don't know, there's just something, and, like, was it Mike when he whispers to Joe, like, follow my lead tonight, Joe? Like, there's just some players that should never be cocky, 
Um, like, that's one of my problems with Cochrane and Caramoan. It's just when Cochrane got cocky, it's like, no, Cochrane, just don't be cocky. It's not you. Um, I mean, I know he won, but, like, still, <laughs> just Mike. Cocky Mike. This is why this season is amazing. I, I really challenge people to just watch this and just follow the like, the character moments and everything along those lines. This is not a boring season. I'm sorry, people, it's not. <laughs> it's a season that gets better payoffs probably on the second time around than the sl- or like in one go versus uh waiting a week between like episodes like we're waiting a week between like what we've had three healers in a row yeah like it's been jessica desi cole like it's just been kind of like well we kind of could see that coming from the last episode we kind of get that coming like maybe it didn't play out how we thought but we assumed that it was going to be that person or one of those two yeah and, I mean, here's a sort of off-the-cuff question, and, I mean, if you know this, great. When would be the last time we would have had a season where an original tribe was just picked off so, like, gong so quickly? I cannot even remember a season where, you know, they've just deliberately targeted like that. And this is... And one thing that I also really loved about this season, too, and I think this might have been the last time I... Who was our last recapper on this fucking show? Was it John a month ago? I can't even remember. Um, but the fact that we stayed at three tribes right until the merge, which, uh, you know, give or take, obviously, Millennials Gen X, when they went to three and they kept at three when they went to the merge, uh, we'd never had a season where they started with three tribes and they stayed at three tribes right until the merge. So I liked the fact that they did that. Um... But yeah, I'm just trying to quickly scroll through some seasons here to see when the last time we would have had like a tribe just so willy-nilly picked off at the merge. I can't think of it. I was thinking Worlds Apart just because that Minority Alliance was mostly the no-collar tribe mm-hmm. that was getting yeah. picked off of Haley, Jen, Joe. Possibly. I mean, I'm looking at... That's Cam- the only thing that's coming to my mind. Cambodia, Takeo sort of that was that was the sort of the the second switch to KO that wasn't obviously an original one um let's see here yeah um you might be right cuz i mean kelly was a um a white collar but then you had the three no collars go back to back quickly um so yeah you might be and then you had your two white collars and kind of they they uh, they stuck it at the blue collars didn't they for a, a long time that's kind of like what i was saying about the alliance kind of stayed true that was maybe your last one where you had that um yeah i think you might be right that would be the the most sort of closest one i mean i'm still scrolling through here i mean the beauties were targeted in kagayan sort of post sarah's vote out um so there was four in a row there uh with morgan lj jeremiah and jeffra um so yeah this is why again this season it's just kind of got so many unique levels of it um and yeah i think kind of as you said there about um you know, a second viewing is definitely going to, you know, click a lot of things into place here. So, um, I, I, I kind of think that, um, it seems to be a case, doesn't it, with post all-star seasons that they initially don't necessarily get a lot of love. Like, I mean, you think about Vanuatu wasn't necessarily liked first time around, you know, Nicaragua wasn't, um, you know, uh, things like that. I mean, it's kind of, I guess, early with like Korong. I mean, is, Koron considered liked or not liked. I, I don't even know if that's kind of settled down enough for us to really comment on that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... it's. I feel it's going to be falling into the Vanuatu-Nicaragua basket of one that over time it will sort of um, do its thing. But at Tribal last week, um, obviously with Lauren's advantage, and this is kind of the question that was asked. I mean, I asked this to Desi last week and sort of everybody was kind of questioning about, like, does nobody sit there and realise that only 10 votes were read out, not 11? 
Um, and sort of Desi alluded to it. She's like, yeah, we just didn't know. Like, and, and I think kind of I read Prope's uh, interview with Dalton Ross that he obviously said that um, it wasn't brought up at Tribal Council because some sort of people were questioning, like, did they edit out anybody raising this? And we didn't see any conversation of this back at camp. We only kind of saw Lauren going like, well, that worked well. Um, I mean, do you think you're going to notice that? Because I feel I'm going to notice that because you're counting those votes as they come out. And I just kind of feel that, especially with the tie situation as well, I mean, that kind of should have made it even more obvious. I was, I was, um, I think I raised this up at the last recap, but I was saying something to the effect of, um, that the advantages never go how production plan them to. And I said that this season they were going kind of the way they sort of predicted them to be like, they weren't the complete opposite of what they had thought. Um, except this advantage was the exact opposite of what they thought it would be. Mm -hmm. So I, I think Jeff Probst stated somewhere or someone said something that they expected this vote at that, whatever was it, final 10? Final 11, it would have been. 11? Yeah. Final 11, that they were expecting, like, a pretty much a unanimous vote or a pretty close to it vote. They weren't expecting this crazy tie to happen, like a three-way tie almost. And so, like, Lauren's vote would have just been, like, not read. Like, her vote just would have been like, oh, well, you know, so many for Desi. Like, we don't need to read the rest. But, like, it happened in such a way that, like, her vote mattered. And and the fact that no one noticed is crazy. And I think that it's this tie. So you should notice how many votes are for who, like, for whom. And, like, like at least for me, if I was one of the people who got votes, I'd be like, how many were for me? How many were for them? Like, what was going on? Like, who was, like, I think it matters more when you're getting votes versus, like, you know, Ryan or someone like that. I think I thought it was crazy that no one said anything. Or at least no one, like was confused by it at least it's i mean it's just crazy to think because it's, it's also rare to kind of like it was a four four one one tribal so like four people got votes it's kind of a, a rare thing that that happens in the first place but yeah you're absolutely right like it's a tie four four one one so you'd automatically so like at that 10th vote when sort of propes reads it out like i'd be sitting there going okay so there's one more to go and then all of a sudden propes would be like okay so we have a tie and i'm like um, Jeff, no, you don't. You've miscounted one. And like, you know, you'd maybe like we just don't have somebody on this season who like a, someone like Penn is going to point that out, and they're going to be a dick to Propes about it. Like, ah, uh, Jeff, you clearly are losing it in your old age. Like, you know, like you've missed a vote. Um, so, but yeah, like maybe it just came down to the fact that everybody was just in shock. I don't know because it really does seem that nobody picked up on this. And like Chrissy. You know, what is, what, what is that mathematician thing? An actuary or an A something or other or actress? I'm dumb. I don't know that word. Um, but, like, does she notice and she just keeps it quiet? Like, is that subtlety in her gameplay? Like, oh, maybe there's an advantage at play or something like that. But, it, I mean, it just could not have worked out any better for Lauren. This is, I guess, at the end of the day. How amazing is it that Lauren just got away with this? Ben only knows... And, I mean, this is a woman who, like, let's be honest, I think none of us really gave a whole lot of chance in this game pre-game. And I love Lauren. I think she's great. Um, But, I mean, props to her to pull that off. That was just an amazing play by her. No, this was Lauren's, like, the last two episodes were so great for Lauren. Like, she she was very rocky in the uh, finale, the, um, the merge episode, like, where she was like, well, I think we should do this. And Ben's like, no, are you crazy? We can't do that. And then they end up doing what Ben says. But then, like, these last two episodes were so great. Like, playing the advantage and then winning immunity in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Like, she's golden. 
Lover. Love it a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we kind of had two weeks in a row where it's sort of been a case of surely they're going to vote out Joe, but um, it didn't happen. I mean, I think that this was... Uh, you know, a bit of a shock in the edit too. I, I was, it's kind of a few weeks in a row here. They, they do well with the edit, at least for me. Maybe I'm dumb, I don't know. But I for sure thought um, Joe was going home at that revote. Uh, no, nah, Desi goes. Um, were you shocked? And, I mean, anything really to say on, on Desi and her game as she leaves uh, this season? I was mostly shocked just because they so under-edited her. Under-edited her. Um like I, she got like what one or two confessionals. I, I thought we would hear a lot more from her, especially considering she was a strong, you know, physical competitor. I thought we'd get something from her, or at least some comment about why they would have voted for her because we didn't get anything. It was like Joe's going to get the votes, Desi's going to get the second, and then they never kind of talked about what would happen at a revote. It was just like we got shut out from that, so it was just weird to see Desi. I thought that Joe was this big character that everyone's like we got to get rid of him and they just didn't follow through it was confusing from at least my perspective it was confusing yeah i mean it's two weeks in a row obviously we got that kind of taking out cole which i mean i guess kind of you can understand that a lot more with cole's um uh, immunity obviously he's uh he's streak there but uh, it wasn't really even a streak he only won one didn't he from memory um but like it's kind of it's it's interesting just with sort of joe is that maybe like as much as annoyance and the edit that he's getting, but I mean, a case of, it's kind of like the Abby Marie argument. They're like, it's kind of like, why does everybody never take Abby Marie to the end? Cause she's going to be a goat. And no one's going to vote for her. She obviously just gets so annoying that they just can't live with her anymore. So they have to vote her out. Um, so I mean, maybe this is a case of like, Joe's sort of like the Abby Marie that they're actually going to take to the end. And like, they're just going to put up with him for what another, how many days do we have left about another 15 days or so to go. Um, so yeah, I mean, do you feel that's the case with Joe that like, and, and obviously we, you know, they're getting rid of the healers is probably a dumb point. Cause if Mike goes next and then Joe's no doubt going to be next, they're not going to take one of their seven out over Joe. But I mean, is that a case of maybe just keeping him around just a little bit longer in case the seven fractures and we're going to have a guaranteed goat to take with us? The whole thing about keeping Joe in, and like people like Joe, Abby Maria, I don't know, maybe Keith Nail, if you want to just go there, <laughs> like those kinds of players is that they're so predictable that they're, even if they are great players, they could be the best players, but if they're so predictable, it's easy to predict what they're going to do. So like someone like Joe is so predictable. He doesn't act any different at camp in challenges, tribal council. He's the same kind of character, same kind of person, personality. Like he's aggressive. He's like going at it. And that's something they could predict. Versus someone like Mike, especially in this last episode, he like completely broke what everyone thought he was going to be like, and in turn put a target on him because he's unpredictable, and that's something that they would target more so than Joe, just because Joe is kind of predictable. He hasn't changed at all in 24 days. He's been the same player, same guy. That's a very good point, actually. I didn't think about it that way. So, yeah. I mean, I'm actually just trying to find the confessional case. This is actually something I haven't really been following this season. Um is the confessional count. Um, and it looks is Ryan getting the most here by the looks of things, I'm assuming. 24, I'm seeing. I don't know if this is the updated one. Um, JB, four. Um. <laughs> and that's still accurate, because he has not gotten a single one since <laughs> that uh, alley vote. Oh, my God. Don't we love... Don't we love him? Um... <laughs> I think uh, I forgot what he sounds like at this point. 
guys. Um, this is, I'm just trying to read here. Somebody's putting up here some sort of comparison count to the other. So, episode nine count. Um, Ben got five. Ashley Mike got four. There was lots of Ashley. I mean, that was a, the biggest she's had in a while. Chrissy, Joe, Ryan. Chrissy still got three. I felt this was a real quiet Chrissy week, week actually. Um, Cole, Lauren, two. Devin, one. JP, zero. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, good old JP. Um, I mean, this week, yeah, definitely the lesser of the two episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we sort of obviously talked a bit about Ashley. We talked a bit about Joe, uh, Lauren winning the immunity. Uh, I, I did like the, um, the reward boat when, uh, they all mooned the boat. I thought that was, I mean, again, another kind of like funny random little character moment, which I think people need to appreciate. Like, just like everyone, like, fuck you, everyone. We're going to flash our asses at you. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else there is a whole lot to talk about. I mean, the vote, obviously, you know, with Mike sort of being a bit cocky and then kind of him playing his idol. Um, obviously, you know, it was kind of a, you know, a moot point, didn't really need it. But I, I'm with Noah, like what Noah said a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to be so paranoid in this game that, um, you know, I'm going to play it. And like, I'm never one to say that people, you know, like, yeah, he's played it. Yeah, okay, technically it's a waste and fair enough. But I mean, at the end of the day, he, you know, is paranoid and like he could have played it for Cole, but you know, then he's going to go home, isn't he? So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of these things that kind of, you, you got to play it sometimes and it's going to work one time, it's not going to work the other. Unless you're just like James and just are dumb and don't play it, what, at the final six or five or whatever it was and you got fucking two in your pocket. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, is it, am I missing anything from this week that we need to glaringly talk about? Not that I can say. Although I do feel like this season is going to be, like, marred for the at least at this point so far, we've had so many misplays. Like, the mistakes with these idols and advantages has been so bad. Like, um, we had Jessica give the no vote to Devin, <laughs> the swing vote of all people. <laughs> yes. And we had Joe misplay his idol, Mike misplay his idol. Are we going to see Ryan misplay or not play his idol? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a somewhat of a pattern here. I don't know. Is Lauren going to misplay her two votes at a tribal council yeah how is the rest of these advantages going to go just because the track record is not the best it's very true it's very true one thing actually i will quickly uh, bring up though i sort of touched on it before the whole um ryan telling ben and devon and then obviously ben going to devon about it. i mean that was an interesting little moment and kind of you know one that's i think yeah gonna be brought up again i think you sort of touched on that a little bit too but um I don't know, again, sort of my point on just the edit that, you know, they don't put these scenes in there for nothing and that kind of nothing came of that, obviously, this tribal council, but that doesn't mean that next week or the week after or whenever it is and we kind of obviously see a little bit in the preview next week. But, I mean, you know, I mean, what if you're playing Survivor, Rossi, let's let's imagine this. I'd love to see you on the show. Absolutely, I'm going to say that. Um, I mean, are you going to be one of these people who is all like never telling anyone I've got an idol, never, or are you going to use it for leverage with one or two people to show trust? Because I can understand both sides of it, but I personally am going to be one who's never going to tell anyone. I think I'd be too afraid to tell someone about it. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know if I would be able to... It depends on who it's with. Obviously, all these scenarios depend on who's out there, who you're playing with, who's what's the twist and how you relate to these people. But like, I'd be so afraid to tell someone in the case of like, I tell Ben that I have an idol and he's like, well, I'm going to use your secret to get your closest ally away from you. Like I just, 
would hate to see what happened to Ryan, like happen to me in some situation because I just said, well, I have it. Like, mm-hmm. I would just hate to misjudge some of the players. And I think, I mean, that's a credit to Ben to being able to fool these people. Yeah. But yeah. I don't, I'd be too afraid. Yeah. It, it obviously does come down to circumstances and stuff. But I mean, I think my problem is, is that I'm probably going to like trust people and then like just have an issue where I'm probably like, yeah, I totally trust Rossi. He's so on board. He's like, he's going to be with me to the end. Oh, fuck it. I'll show him my idol. You know, next minute I'm voted out, you know, bitching about it back at Ponderosa and all this sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, Cole's gone though. Oh, blessed Cole. They, they went the Cole route instead of, instead of Joe. Now, obviously at the time of recording this, we haven't done the exit interview yet because, um, obviously being Thanksgiving this week, happy Thanksgiving to you, Rossi, every one of our American listeners. Um, the, the, inter- the exit interview postponed. So we're actually doing that on Tuesday morning, Australian time. So, uh, as of right now, I haven't spoken to Cole yet, but, um, yeah, um, Cole. What can we say about Cole? You guys had a fun time with him a couple of weeks ago, but um, oh, what a character! <laughs> he loves his peanut butter and cinnamon sticks and all food. Oh, uh, like even at the rewards, like all we get of him, he's like, "I'm gonna eat this, I'm gonna eat that, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that." Like, when have we ever had a play like they're all hungry? This is my thing. Like when Cole's are like oh, I need to eat, like, 30 of this a day, otherwise I'm going to collapse. And people don't understand that my, you know, calorie count has to be at this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, we have had bodybuilders on this show. Like, remember Sydney? A couple of things, like, professional athletes who no doubt have a certain level of calorie counts. I've had Olympians on this show, NFL players. You know, people like this who are athletes and are professionally training at this sort of stuff. And he's little old Cole coming up, oh, I need this, I need that, or I'm going to faint, I'm going to do this, like. Just it was so funny just watching his demands and he seems like the difference is though is like he seems actually like a genuinely nice guy. Like it's not like he's just a douche. He like actually seems like a guy you genuinely would like. But it's just he's just such a unique character in this show. Again, another you know, positive vote for this season, why this season's amazing. But um oh, what what else can we say about Cole? <laughs> um Oh, what was it? Uh, I think Cole is kind of the person that, like, you get so frustrated in, like, the week to week just because he's, like, he's so annoying. Like, and when is he going to go? Is he going to be at the final four? Am I going to have to be here with him till the final four? Like, like I don't want to be here for that. But I feel like if we watch it, like, you're going to be like, okay, I know where Cole goes, so I can appreciate him now. He's not going to be, you know, late game trying to be there while the strategists and everyone's doing everything and he's just there. You know where he's going. You know where he's going to end. Like you have a better, more of appreciation for him. Um, although he thought he had such a weak, like he went out in such a fizzle. He didn't have such a dramatic, yeah, exit that I was hoping he would get. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's probably just at that point going, "Oh well, vote me out." There's probably like I'm going to eat all the food. Like, I haven't watched the Ponderosa video yet, but I'm sure he probably walked in and just like, "Oh, Desi, you got some leftovers from your dinner tonight? Can I have those? Oh, where's my other food? Like, oh, the production crew's got some scraps in the bin. I'll eat those too." Like he's just going to town, um, just like breaking out. And the camp. weird thing is, is that this episode, he's like, I have not lost. Only, I've only lost one challenge. So he's had every single reward. Yeah, he in has. This game. Yeah, that they've had every reward he's had. So it's like, why are you not? Why are you still so hungry? Dead? I mean, I'm like five times fatter than this guy, and I don't even get that hungry. So like, I love you, Cole, but fuck you for eating so much and looking like you do. All right? <laughs> You're going to get fat one day, Cole. It's going to catch up on you. 
Maybe I should open my um, exit interview that with him. It's like, Cole, you're going to get fat one day. I hope you realise that. Welcome to the Oz Network. Um, <laughs> I've literally written on my notes here, kind of my dot points for the exit interview. I lead with Cole Metters, dot point one, no food for you. Uh, I don't even know what I've meant when I've written that. <laughs> so, hmm, how that's going to go. Um, I mean, again, like, you know, right decision. I mean, clearly Mike's fishing for votes with his little cocky play. Um, so, I mean, do you feel... I mean, it would have been a dumb move for Mike to play the idol for Cole then because clearly, uh, you know, Mike would have gone home. But, um, I mean, is that the right vote? Take Cole out, not Joe. Uh, don't go for Mike. I mean, it's kind of a... We're sort of touching that, I guess, with Joe. You went over that. But, I mean, I guess I have to... You can just give me a yes or no if you don't want to go into more detail again. <laughs> um... It's tough. It's actually a lot tougher than I thought the vote. I mean, if I'm thinking as a player, not as a viewer, like it's tough because after the tribal council, I've been like, okay, we got to get rid of Mike. He's unpredictable. Cole was like, I haven't talked strategy with anyone. So obviously, you know, he's not playing the game if he's not talked to anyone about strategy. So I'd be like, I'd want to keep him. Yeah, he's strong, but he's not doing anything. He's not going to vote me out. So I'd want to get rid of Mike, but then obviously he played the idol. So it's honestly between Joe or Cole. I honestly don't think that they could lose. I, I feel like it's an even trade. Like there's no benefit to getting rid of Cole over Joe or vice versa. Yeah. And it's, it's also one of those um, things too, where it's kind of the, um, you know, obviously you split the blo- vote to flush your idol. And it's, it's one of these ones where, I mean, they've done it absolutely correctly, haven't they? Because they've flushed an idol. So next week, no idol for Mike, no idol for Joe. We know Joe's obviously just going to go to town and not, you know, hide the fact he's going to look for him. I'm sure Mike's going to be his, you know, little side guy there. Um, so yeah, obviously that's going to kind of play out then. But I mean, we've got the double episode next week. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. We've got a bit of a red herring in that trailer, I feel, about like, oh, in the seven, maybe they're going to fracture. I mean, it's not like that we didn't get that back with Australian Outback, like, you know, oh, and will the Ogre Corps Alliance, you know, fracture, you know, cut to a scene of Elizabeth talking to Colby, like, oh, maybe you should join me and Roger. Like, ooh, will it happen? No, it doesn't. So, <laughs> you know, it's not like they've never done this before. I but- do think it's weird um, that the we go from Game Changers with the new rule of you can't, you know, a tie vote will go right to rocks. And then we have this season, which is the most, like, tie-heavy season i feel like i've like it's been like a tie almost every episode almost it's like Mm. it's like so all these votes are so close it's like one vote or two votes like except with the exception of the first like three episodes which were all unanimous yeah the first three were unanimous yeah you're right yeah very close which i mean i get i hope super close yeah which i'm hoping because i mean like i mean it'd be great to see a tight final tribal council that was kind of our you know in our early days as survivors that was obviously our question we'd always put to our people what would happen if there was a tight final tribal council but i mean i would just be happy to have a close vote at final tribal council i mean it's been since nicaragua since we've had a one vote you know decide the final tribal so it's kind of that that it's always a fizzer come uh, ftc when it comes to that vote so hopefully this is a bit of foreshadowing you're absolutely right there rossi I mean, it's kind of you know it's it's been that but i mean i it would have. I. I'm kind of always indifferent with the way they do the rules of the tie votes. I'm. I'm still an advocate for bring back the past votes. I always thought that was a great way of deciding it because I think that added an extra element to the game that you kind of had to go out of your way to avoid getting voted for, and you could strategically on your way shove a vote on someone if you knew you were going home because that's going to hurt them in the long run. 
Uh, I mean, it's been a long time since we've done that, but and I don't think they'd probably ever bring that again because they love their rock draws and they love their revotes and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's so fascinating to think about how that's going to come into play with this seven if we, we stick to the seven. So, yeah, I mean, do you, do you, what's kind of your viewpoint? How do you think we should decide these tie votes? I mean, they're always kind of fiddling with it now, season per season. I think they're going for whatever can give the most drama. And the rock draw is so dramatic. It's like this one, you know, piece of natural landscape determines your fate in the game, <laughs> like whether you could win a million dollars or not. And so it's really dramatic. And like they, they build up the previews, like when they go to rocks or what, uh, whatever they say. Um, I don't mind the rock draw now. It was such like a, I mean, what it was like, 20 something seasons before they did it happened again yeah like i think that it was so like moot now that i think they have to actually have to start thinking about it again because people are actually willing to go to intense ties to you know settle this so uh, i don't know anymore i used to be a fan of the no the post past vote thing but like i don't think it's gonna play as much anymore yeah i, I think i don't think it's something that I'd ever revisit again um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd definitely be intrigued to see kind of what they could do sort of, uh, moving forward with these things. Okay. So before we got a few listener questions here, but, uh, obviously before we do that, we're going to get into our, uh, review section, our evil review section, if you're our third watch listener. Um, and yeah, we've got two here to get to when it comes to buying it, renting it, binning it. Um, special shout out to Kristen, who obviously... Loves this segment uh, on this show. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't listen to the show. What does that even mean? <laughs> I miss her on this show. Um, uh, what are we going to do with the first one there, though, Rossi? Uh, episode eight, playing with the devil. Last week's episode. What What are we doing with this? Are we buying it? Are we renting it? Are we bidding it? I'm going to go with the the good old rent. Good old rent. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm renting it with you. I mean, I I liked it. I think it was an entertaining one, but. I definitely don't think it was a standout of the season. I mean, I I actually bought the previous two before that. I still kind of keep tabs on what I'm doing with them. But, um, yeah, it was it was a standard episode, I feel. So, I'm with you there. Uh, what about this week's Fear of the Unknown, episode nine? I'm going to bin it. Oh, just not a fan at all. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was, it was a letdown, and then Cocky Mike was the the icing or the whatever like the uh, w- negative of the cake <laughs> the negative of the cake the the, uh, the rotten icing my analogies are not working but <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the idle down ryan's pants of like the rottenness of what's going on there and the fungus and the um i don't even want to know what's going down there um yeah i'm not quite on the bin at page I, i'm on a low rent for this one i mean i still kind of you know, had a few bits of enjoyment out of the episode that I that I don't want to bin it. But, um, yeah, I, I'd definitely say a, a, a low rent for me. But, um, yeah, maybe the weakest episode of the season, if I have to be completely honest. But, um, yeah, there we go. So, you've, you've binned uh, two of the last three here, Mr. Rossi. So, uh, just thought I'd point that out to you there. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you binned, apparently you went binned yeah. episode seven. <laughs> get to the getting uh was that the merge episode you've been the merge episode um 
<laughs> good, um, old, good old Kristen yeah. just in the middle with both. Yeah. Rent, rent. Um, sure. All right. Um, okay, so we've got some listener questions. As always, um, people send these in. Uh, stay tuned to who we've got. And clearly that's kind of a moot point because we don't really have anyone anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying Rossi's a no one, but I'm just sort of pointing that out. Um, but thank Probably you to people. Next, uh, next recap. <laughs> Probably will be the way. And we're going to explain a little bit of this in a second, but I'll get to these questions now. Um, so Katie Silas, hello, Katie. Um, a question here for, oh, actually, I didn't read this one. She actually sent in a question for the Cole Exit interview. Uh, that's actually a very good question. Can't get it out of my mind how much Cole looks like the actor Ryan Quanton. That's a good point. I've never sort of put that together. Love Ryan Quanton. Great Australian actor who kind of, if you watch True Blood, but, uh, he was always my favourite character in Home and Away, Vinny. Oh. Um, I'm going, for the recap, I'm going to miss Cole. He seems like someone who would learn from his mistakes on a second season and do better. Do you agree? Um, well, I don't know. That's an interesting question. What do you think about that? Uh, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> Had to be a bit subtle with that. Um, I mean, look, I don't think he would... Like, yeah, I'm sure he would learn from mistakes, but I, I feel that he's one of these ones that just... It's like Joe on, you know, from Worlds Apart to uh, Cambodia. He didn't really do anything different. He just went out there and chopped shit, did Joga and looked pretty. I mean, that's kind of what Cole's going to do. He's just going to go out there, look pretty, want food and flirt with somebody else that looks like Jessica, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I did actually, I liked it in his closing words when he's all like, oh, but now I get to go hang out with Jess. Like, he's still thinking about her. And sadly, we know that there's no happy ending for those two. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, there might have been at least one night. I don't know. Um, no, I didn't quite ask that to Jess. But we'll find out from Cole. We'll ask that to him. Um, Katie also adds, Lauren Rimmer... Continu- Jeff will ask it in the reunion, so... Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Lauren Rimmer continues to amaze me. Such a queen. Can't wait for her to up her game. I hope we get guests lined up, Ben, in the coming weeks. Uh, well, I think kind of every person who sent in the question this week has asked the same thing. Um, maybe it's because it's the same person. Uh, I didn't say that out loud. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Olga. Hello, Olga. From Israel. Love from Israel, Israel as always. Uh, hello, my Oz Network. I really hope the guests start coming to this amazing show. Please, pretty please, Mr. Ben Waterworth. Well, Rossi is a... Well, he's not... Actually, no. Rossi, you're not a guest. You're a co-host of this show. But you are also a guest today. You're sort of in the middle of both today. Um... <laughs> JP has had one confessional over the last three episodes. It's clear he will have no effect on any of the post-merge. Lauren is amazing, of course, in capitals. She won an immunity! And there's no question there. She's just kind of pointing out the obvious. <laughs> Lauren's amazing, right, Rossi? We love Lauren. We, we said that. <laughs> She's the second best. And who's the best, of course? <laughs> Chrissy. Chrissy. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ashley. I love Chrissy. We didn't talk about Chrissy this week, really, did we? I mean, you know, I, I love Chrissy still. I mean, Chrissy was my pre-game pick to win, and this is the best chance I've ever had of that. So, <laughs> I'm still crossing those fingers. Um, good old Chrissy. All right, what have we got next? Thank you, Olga. I do appreciate it. Uh, Granny, we'll leave you to last, as always. Um, Sasha Pewterschmidt, my favourite. Um... If you have my one from last week for the recap that didn't happen, you can feel, feel free to use it this week. Oh, okay. Do you? Oh, well, I do have it, Sasha, but I don't have it prepared. Uh, otherwise, I have a brand new game lined up for this. Oh, Kristen's not here to play a favourite. Oh. Um, okay, here we go. Vote out immediately 
make an alliance, keep around as a goat, or send to Exile Island the following players. All right, so you, you got that, Rossi. So you've got to vote them out immediately, make an alliance, keep as a goat, or send to Exile Island. Okay, they're your options. You ready? ready? You ready for this? All right. First player, Ramona. Alliance. I love Ramona. Yeah, I reckon I'm going to keep her as an alliance. I like Ramona too. Um, Gretchen. Ah. Vote out immediately. Oh, I'm going to keep Gretchen. I like Gretchen. I've slept at Gretchen's house. That's just, you know. Uh, De- not that that matters, but Deb Eaton. Um, <laughs> send to Exile Island with her family. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep her as a goat, just because I think she would think that she's in a good position, but she wouldn't be. Uh, but I love Deb. Um, oh, Kimmy. I'm making an alliance with Kimmy. I'm just going to jump in there and say that. So, what was the alliance? Oh, I'll keep his goat. Goat, keep his goat. Okay. Um, oh, T-Bird. Oh, I have to make an alliance with T-Bird. I'm already in an alliance with T-Bird. Come on. I'm going to do a com- combination of keep for an alliance and then vote her out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to backstab her, keeping her as an alliance. Um, Eliza. All four, all four. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. She probably would be in all four as well, anyway. So that's a good point. Um, oh God, Brandon Hance, vote out immediately. <laughs> um, Exile Island for me. <laughs> uh, Rob M, Boston Rob. Uh, vote. Vote out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think you kind of want to vote him. I, actually, I'd like to keep him around as a goat just so I could like beat him at the end and be all like, yeah. Kept you as a goat. Um, Rupert. <laughs> Who the hell put me on this list? Uh, you gotta, you gotta align with Rupert. Yeah. One of his underrated qualities, the fact that this guy is someone you do want to align with. Um, Papa Bear. Uh, Exile Island? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of random that you put him along these esteemed characters from the history of Survivor. We've got Papa Bear. Post-Boston Rob, Papa Bear. <laughs> um, yeah, Alliance. Why not? <laughs> He'd be an unwilling member, you know, the extra one. Uh, Courtney. Courtney Yates. Well, it could oh, be Courtney Marrett. Alliance, 100%. It just says Courtney. I mean, I'm assuming it's Courtney Yates, but... um. I'm voting Courtney out. <laughs> I've never been a Courtney fan. Unless she gave a great interview, though. So, um, Kelly Wentworth. Oh, I'm keeping her. I'm, I'm making an alliance with Kelly. Vote out immediately. Vote out immediately. You don't like her, do you? Was it you that really wasn't a fan? Or was that Kristen last week? I oh, felt bagged her out. Kristen. Yeah, what's, what's her problem with Kelly Wentworth? Um, anyway. Um, Ryan. And now, again, I'm assuming it's Ryan from this season. It could be Rhino. Uh, I don't know. Ryan Aitken. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> that would be random. Uh, I'm going to assume it's right. Okay, if we're going off Ryan from this season, then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep as a goat. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. I mean, I'm assuming it's Ryan just because the last person on this list is Lauren Rimmer. So I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> uh, for Lauren, I would cast my vote for her to win. Ah, uh, oh, look at you! You're on the jury. You think she's going to beat you? Um. Yeah, I'd vote her out immediately. I think she's a bit of a threat. 
So there you go. All right. Thanks, Sasha. Sorry, I do still have your questions, um, but I don't have them sort of ready to go. So uh, thank you, though, for that. Now, last one here. Beloved Granny. Hello, Granny. Granny Survivor. Hello, dears. I hope you have my questions from last week. I do. (laughs) Somewhere else. (laughs) And other listeners, especially my game I had planned... You can omit my RC questions deal. Maybe I need to find grannies just to get this game up. Perhaps I can uh, I can dig around while I'm going through these. Um, Joe and Lauren continue to be stars as always. Can't wait for the Lauren takeover next episode. I knew she would be delivering next week. I was so impressed to see Lauren win immunity, dears. But Cole had a pretty poor boot episode. His edit was horrible. And JP is this season's Purple Kelly with no edit. I honestly forgot he is still around. Do you think Ben, Joe, Devon, and Lauren have the best shot to win at this point, dears? Um, uh, well, not Joe and Devon. Um, Devon, maybe. Not Joe. I don't think Joe can win this game. Um, I'd, yeah, Chrissy's on that list, surely. But, uh, yeah, what do you think, Rusty, out of those four? Um, who were the four again? Sorry. Ben, Joe, <laughs> Devon, and Lauren. Ben, Joe, Devon, and I think that Devin has a lot of upside. I think he has a lot of places to go, but I don't know if he could win. Lauren, I think she can make it to the end. I don't know if she could win. Joe has no chance in any season that he could win unless he plays completely differently. And it all depends if Chrissy keeps Ben or votes Ben out, depending on where he falls. Mm, Good points. I agree with those. Uh, hoping next week we'll have a fantastic guest lined up. We've been lacking for a month lately, but I understand how it can be. I was going to end with a game, dear, but hoping you've saved my one from the cancel recap last week. I have. I found it. Uh, actually, it wasn't that hard for me to find. I shouldn't have complained so much. Um, so, uh, the game that she had last week for RC, um, and I'll just do this for you, Rossi, just because I can see the answers here and I won't cheat. Uh, guess the following winners. Guess how... Oh, sorry, I'll rephrase that. Guess how old the following winners were when they won their season. So, um, Jenna Maraska. That's an easy one. I think we all know that one. Oh, 21. Correct. I love how... And I actually haven't checked her Twitter profile in a while, but I remember how she kept on her page for so long. Youngest winner ever of Survivor. Yeah, Fabio was technically younger than you, Jenna. She put, like, youngest female winner. Um, Brian, Mr. Hardick, the king. I don't know. 57? Oh, wow. <laughs> not quite that old, Rossi. <laughs> Uh, not even close. Uh, 34, Brian was. <laughs> he looks older than he is, just to be fair. Uh, Boston Rob. Uh, 42. He's 34 as well, apparently. Um, poverty. How old was Poverty? 28. Ooh, close. 25. Um, Vesepia. 36. Three. Oh, you should have gone with what you were going to say. 36. <laughs> uh, Miss Spradlin, the queen. 29. Oh, correct. Got that one spot on. Um, yes. The actual queen, Sandra, for her second win. Oh. Gee. Um, <laughs> 48. Wow. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. Uh, 35, Sandra was. <laughs> Um, <laughs> poor Sandra. Um, and <laughs> she'll be that age when she wins for a third time. Um, and our final one here, uh, Miss Stapley, Denise. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to guess young, so I'm going to say 24. Oh, God. <laughs> She's going to love it if she listens to this episode. <laughs> she was 41. Um, so <laughs> um, is Sasha's one on here from last week? Oh, it's just another kiss, slap, hug. Uh, do you want to do that, or are you christening out at this Is point? there any good players? Oh, it's kind of the same one she always sends in. Corinne, Cochran, Denise, Penner, Abby, Ivana, Rupert, Monica, Aubrey, Sari, Sandra, and Lauren Rimmer. Kind of, you know, okay. no one. Okay, I'm just going to give you two. <laughs> okay. Kiss Lauren Rimmer. Yep. And slap Monica. Ah, <laughs> oh, I hope that's Monica Padilla you're talking about slapping. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> you leave Miss Culpepper alone. Um, thanks to everyone who sent them in. Uh, now, just look, okay, update in terms of guests. Look, there's really nothing to sort of say in terms of, you know, we're not avoiding it. We, we are trying, people. And uh, I think, I don't know if our name's kind of just fallen out of favour with a lot of people. We're just having bad luck. Basically, what's been happening is that we line people up. We've got them sort of all kind of to go throughout the season. And every time we try to lock them in, it just basically comes down to a person's not available that week. And then it just seems to have a sm- snowball effect that, you know, sort of like all five or six people that we've kind of got locked into a recap are all unavailable in the same week. Uh, and legitimately what happened with RC here, and I'm not doing this to kind of shame RC, is that uh, RC kind of forgot the time and sort of didn't show and then kind of was very apologetic about it the next day and just couldn't sort of tie it into sort of work. So um, we're trying our best. Uh, I think that, you know, life gets in the way of people and kind of we know that. And then obviously when it comes to a lot of the newer players, we sort of have to fall into line with sort of proper uh, channels when it comes to like CBS and Channel 9 and to be completely honest with you when we try to sort of you know re-get Debbie on or people like this we sort of have issues in terms of CBS and Channel 9 sort of getting back to us to organise these times so it's, it's we're sort of frustrated in the middle that sure we can just reach out to some of these newer players and get them but then we're sort of breaking the rules of us having exit interviews and therefore we're going to cost ourselves possibly exit interviews for the next season so um, yeah obviously it's not kind of the way we used to have it we're obviously doing a lot of different things here on the Oz Network and it, it is obviously uh, you know unfortunate because we do love bringing you these guests along the way and hopefully in the final sort of month or so we can we can at least get one or two more still to come but if not Rossi's here Colin's here I'm here Kristen might be I don't know uh, Noah probably not because he's just you know just there doing lost with me um, but you know we'll try and we'll obviously we apologize that we can't sort of have them as, as common as we do but, uh, you know, all efforts go of, go out of the way for us to be able to try and get these people on the show. So do know that we at least are trying. We're not just being lazy and like, oh, we're concerned about Third Watch this week, so we're not going to do Survivor. Because we know that generally the bulk of you guys listening to this came through to us on Survivor Oz, and that's kind of what we are sort of originally known for. So we're trying, folks, and we appreciate your patience, and hopefully we can uh, bring some more along the way. But... Uh, before we say goodbye, obviously our Cole exit interview is being done, as I said, Tuesday morning Australian Eastern time. So, uh, you know, if you've got a question, obviously we only get a certain time frame. We can't sort of post like 30 questions to the guy. We can only really fit one in, if any at all. So by all means, if you've got one that isn't, uh, you look like Ryan Quanton, um, <laughs> that's a great question. I think I will put that to him. Uh, but please send it through to us. And obviously, uh, we always get these questions sent in. Sasha, Granny, Olga, people along the way. We appreciate your support. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays. It's a double episode next week, remember, of Survivor. So episodes 10 and 11 will be airing on the same night. Will it be the end of the healers? Will we have some breakup of the seven? I'm not sure. You have to watch to find out. And whether or not we're back with a Survivor contestant, Rossi, or anyone else in between, just stay tuned and we'll post it all up there. But Rossi, thank you for uh, joining me. It's a, It's been a pleasure. I really do 
not think you and I have been on an episode alone since your uh, introduction interview, which, I mean, what was that, 2013, 2014? I can't even remember when you joined the show. Stone Age, sounds like. Yeah, bloody hell. Um, you know, what season was on when that when we did that? Like, fucking Caramoan or something like that? I don't even remember. <laughs> 20 Kageon, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just I'm just seeing here. I want to see when we did that uh, introduction interview. According to my... Uh-uh. If I quickly open this up, if it's going to load... Uh, 2014, you joined us. So, what was the 2014 season? That would Yeah, it would have been Kageon. So, um... Oh, wow. Wow, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's when you and I last were alone on a podcast together. That's go figure. So, there you go. But it's, it's good to do this, right? So I, I, I love everything that you're doing here for the Oz Network. I enjoy listening to, to everything and sort of you with Colin and kind of your episode you're doing. And obviously, you've got a lot more stuff planned with Mr. Hilding moving forward. And, um, yeah, it's fun. We should do this more often. Yeah, I never thought I'd be talking about Survivor regularly, but apparently that's my thing now. <laughs> We're back. We're back to the old days. But uh, everybody out there, like, subscribe, comment, uh, obviously Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iTunes. And again, as always, please, if you've got a few moments of your time, just head to our pages and leave some feedback ratings. We obviously appreciate the support. And uh, all our other shows out there, as I mentioned, outside of uh, Survivor, Third Watch, Lost, Nip Tuck. Still in Star Wars month. We've got Christmas month coming up as well. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming your way as well. And probably some bad stuff as well, let's be honest, because, um, you know, I'm sure, like, I've got to watch the Santa Claus 2 and 3 and... Just don't hold a candle to the first one, but anyway. Um, But thank you, Rossi, again. Thank you. And we'll be back next week soon to talk more here on the Oz Network. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day and good evening. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.